Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 77 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we're reading chapter 30 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in contact with me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. See, I said it's slow, so you guys can all get it. That's all one word, too, jeffreadshisbook.com. Like it's some, a sentence I put in my book and forgot to put spaces. <laughs> Anywho, uh, while you're at jeffreadshisbook.com and trying to find the links that I keep talking about where the email are, emails are, email is, whatever, who cares, um, and all the other contact details, yes, 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 uh, right there you'll be able to buy a copy of a prequel of this book that we're reading today, and they're shitty and feature the same characters, and you're gonna love them. It's the perfect Christmas gift for that uncle you hate. Anyway, um, how's everybody doing? I am recording a second episode this week because I'm having a little fun today. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm my spirits are up. I'm enjoying reading. This is a hoot, don't you think? I love doing this podcast. Don't you guys like it? It's good times. <laughs> um, nothing's happened since the last episode because that was literally two minutes ago. Um, except that I'm almost out of bourbon, so we're going to have to correct that very shortly. Yes. Um, nothing else to say, though. Uh, what, what do I want to say? I, I enjoyed that talk about going to the mall. That had me getting a little nostalgic for, what, childhood? I guess when I was like, a, when I was a kid, I loved going to the mall. Mostly because that there'd be like a bookstore, and then you know if it's a good mall, which one of the ones my parents took me to never, I don't think had one, but the uh, like a video game store, oh love them. I was actually like uh, I uh, invested, I made a very good smart investment in the Atari Jaguar video game system back in the nineties. I said this is going to be a hit, and. Uh, I would go to the store and try to buy Jaguar games. So I was, uh, you know, at that point I had jobs and stuff. It was 93-ish, I think it came out. So I was going there buying games for it. And I, always, I still have all the games and all their stupid boxes. And even the boxes the Jaguar came in and the CD attachment is fun. But that was the best part about going to the mall. And when I was a teenager, like that's all I wanted to do was the one big mall by us had two video game stores. And we would always go to there, and I would just freaking scour, like, the clearance bin, because, believe it or not, a lot of Jaguar games made it into there. And uh, I would—I I bought some. I pre-ordered some. Like, I was on a waiting list to get some. It was very silly. But uh, I would get excited about that kind of stuff. But uh, my friends, when I was—some of the friends that I went with were more— the one kid, he didn't want to go in the video game store with me because he was afraid that any hot chicks walking around were going to think we were dorks, which we were dorks. So <laughs> I'm not sure what he was getting at there. <laughs> and he would just want to walk around the mall if he saw a girl he liked, which I get. You know what I mean? Like he wanted to like effectively stalk her, just follow her around and stare at her butt. And I understand that. that That's fine. But I don't think we had the same taste in women, maybe? That might be it. So, like, that wasn't exactly fun for me sometimes. So like, well, he'd be like, oh, my God, she's so hot. And I'd be like, I, I guess she's fine. I don't know. <laughs> she's not doing it for me. Whatever. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that was always weird going to the mall with him. I had other friends I'd go to the mall, and they were all about the video games and the food court. <laughs> so that was a better, usually a better trip. We'd go to the music store, I guess. That's true, too, which don't exist anymore, and that sucks. I still just buy CDs and actually nowadays some records, but I don't know. The mall? I miss the mall. Yeah. All right. We're up to two episodes talking about the mall. That was back when they didn't have cell phone kiosks, too, so you wouldn't get assaulted while you're trying to get to freaking um, record town. <laughs> yeah. So today we are reading chapter 30. So it's not as short as the last one, 47 lines. We're going to, quote, meet a new character. I mean, we've already met said character, sort of, but now we're getting some intro here, okay? Uh, it's going to be some dialogue, and it's going to be exciting. So let's have some fun with this chapter, I think. Uh, 47 lines, pretty short, but I don't think it's that dull. I think it might be one of my better ones. You guys know that I really love dialogue in these uh, episodes. So I guess uh, why don't we just go ahead and dive in to chapter 30. So for today's episode, I am still milking that one glass of Evan Williams Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey that appeared on the last episode. Ooh, it's good. Mm -hmm. The ice is all gone, though, so it's getting a little lukewarm at this point. Very tasty, though. Yes, yes, yes. Right before I... Uh, started this segment. I checked my phone because I got an email and it. I thought it was an angry customer from my business, but it wasn't. He wasn't angry. So that's delightful because his first email came off a little angry. <laughs> so I'm pleased. <laughs> I'm feeling good right now. Let's uh, start reading this damn book, huh? The quicker I start, the quicker we can get through this catastrophe of a story. Henry stepped back into the hall determined to head down the hallway from which the two men emerged. Oh, whenever I do directions, it gets messy, huh? Like, uh, what would be a better way to word that? The, the hallway from which the two men emerged. Like, um, I don't like the from which. Uh, I, can't, I can't think of a good way to write it, which is probably why I wrote it this way in the first place. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not good at this. <laughs> Despite his ragged appearance, and he knew he was a complete mess after the lock explosion. Oh, yeah. He didn't think creeping around a largely abandoned complex was productive. If two men had come from somewhere, perhaps there was some way, there was some civilization that way. Sorry. If he encountered any problems, he'd just deal with them one by one. Wow, what an optimist, huh? Standing still and listening for a moment in the ancient, dimly lit hallway. Okay, okay, that's important, because uh, last episode we were talking about that black armor and how it might not be, like, the best choice. And then we started saying, well, maybe this place is well lit and the black armor doesn't matter. But dimly lit, there we go. See, so it still seems like a bad decision to go with. If you're going to do black, you might as well do, like, blue or something, right? It's the same. Although, I guess if you're, like, an evil, you know, wizard or something, maybe the black makes sense. You know, you want you want that, like, aura of being a bad person. I don't know what other color you could go with, though. I feel like you could go with any color as long as you had just, like, a black skull painted on it or something like that, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, boop, 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 boop. Um, 
Standing still and listening for a moment, in the ancient, dimly lit hallway, he heard only silence and distant shouts, distant enough to not be an immediate issue. He sighed and started out into the hallway, walking swiftly but cautiously. He approached the hallway from which the men had come and frowned. Oh, god damn. There didn't seem to be any indication of activity. The similarities in the hallways were causing him to start questioning his sense of direction. Art Vandalay! A shout came from behind him. Remember, he's using uh, George from Seinfeld's fake name. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a sip here. Hmm. A shout came from behind him. Turning, both hands came up to prepare to release a defensive spell. Back down the hallway from where he came was a woman, the not-unkind mage that had retrieved him from the cavernous arrival area and who had tried to stop his escape momentarily. She crouched, bringing her hands up similarly, but she didn't attack. She appeared to be alone. I just want to talk, okay? she called. Are you alone? he called back. Do you see anyone else? she asked. When Henry didn't change his posture, she added, Yes, it's just me. Henry sighed and stood up slowly. Stood straight up slowly, you know, as opposed to... Do you work in like a uh, sexuality joke there? You know, where it says straight? I'm not going to bother because I feel like that wouldn't end well for me. (laughs) When she followed suit, he relaxed noticeably. Isn't there an E in noticeably? I feel like there is. Not here there isn't. I feel like without the E, it's noticably. He was starting to notice how tired and sore he was. The woman walked towards him with her hands up in a sign that meant she, that she meant no harm. So like her hands up. Put your, I mean, couldn't I have just said with her hands up, you know, above her head? Put your hands down, he said, leaning against the wall. If you came to take me back downstairs to the cells, I'm just not going. Lowering her hands, she exulpained. I'm not here to bring you to the dungeons. I need to get out of here. Ooh, plot twist. Okay. (laughs) Excuse me, he said, raising an eyebrow. When she stopped close by, he noticed for the first time that she looked quite pale, as if she hadn't seen the outside for quite some time. She could just be an albino, though. We don't know. Her brown hair was actually quite unkempt. Wow, judgmental much? And the the black uniform showed signs of wear. Maybe it's laundry day. Henry is so judgmental in this chapter, huh? I want to get out of here, she repeated. I want you to help. Can't you just walk out of here, he asked, still baffled. Sighing, she continued, no, not exactly. I haven't been out of the dungeons in weeks, actually. They had locked a lot of us down there. I didn't even have a key to get out. I still, Henry started. We need to move, Art, the woman interrupted. Hugo will notice, remember Hugo? Hugo will notice soon that I'm not there either. Oh, I'm Henry, actually, he corrected her. Whatever, Henry, follow me, she said, heading down the hallway he had just been considering. See, he didn't need her help. 
Wow, wow, wow. Let's have a sip because we're almost there. Mm. Henry looked around the corner after her walking away. I think I phrased that poorly. Henry looked around the corner after her walking away. After uh, No, I don't think I did. It's just an awkward sentence. Okay. Henry looked around the corner after her walking away. She stopped and turned, waving for him to follow. Considering his options, he figured that following this mystery woman had the most promise. He started off after her. And that ends chapter 30. So that wasn't a bad uh, chapter, I suppose. I think I might have over-promised there on the meeting a new character. So we met this woman, and uh, I happen to know what her name is, but she didn't give it in this chapter. So is this really a meeting? I guess it kind of is, because they're like teaming up now, apparently. Or is she a traitor? Ooh. No spoiler alerts. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so she appears to be helping Henry, a.k.a. Art Vandalay, escape from this place because she has been kept as, what, a slave almost? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out more about what that situation is anyway. Uh, there was some dialogue. You guys know I like the dialogue chapters. Some talking, some banter. Yeah, that's about it, though, you know? That's about it. So why don't we hit some discussion questions, shall we? Okay. Question one. So Henry notices that her clothes are a little worn, like her her black uniform or whatever, which since she's a mage, I assume is just a cape. I hope it's more than just a cape, but you get my drift. So uh, she's wearing a cape, let's assume, but it's a little tattered, right? So uh, question one, what's the most tattered piece of clothing you regularly wear still? I was going to say, I was thinking, because I just folded some laundry earlier and I have a pajama shirt that I'm wearing this summer, and uh, it's, you know, just a blank gray t-shirt, but uh, it's got some armpit hole wear now, and uh, it's got a hole in the back of it, too. It's starting to look pretty shabby, but I will say that I only wear it at home, and only, like, at night and in the morning when I get up, which, you know, I transition to regular clothes pretty quick, so it's not really going out of the house that much. On the other hand, uh, I haven't been clothes shopping in a while, and some of my jeans are starting to wear through. So uh, I like to classify my, my jeans in like class A, class B, and class C jeans. Class C, effectively, I can't be seen outside the house wearing them. And uh, right now, I only have two class A jeans, like ones that are nice, and I don't feel embarrassed to have them on. And uh, I'm pretty sure I have none in the B category now, because they all develop freaking holes. Uh, I, it's, it's bad right now. So like I'll wear them out if I'm going for a walk or something with the lovely Laura. But if I'm going to like the store or anywhere, I got to change pants. I look like an asshole in them. So I keep trying to patch some of them up, which, you know, I guess my mom would be proud that I know something about sewing, but yeah, <laughs> it's not great. It's not a good look. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So right in with uh, like a piece of clothing that is pretty in pretty bad shape, yet you still wear it, you know? I, I do wear some atrocious things to the hardware store if I'm in the middle of a project like painting or doing yard work or something. I'll go out looking like a freaking mess, but I feel like that's kind of different, you know? But if I'm just going to the grocery store to do my weekly shopping, 
I probably don't want people to see through a hole near the back uh, pocket of my jeans what color my underpants are. <laughs> okay, question two. Uh, okay, so what, let's read this little passage again, right? I got a little tripped up by it because it was stupid. Boop, 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 boop. Who can remember what I was talking about? Um, I'm Henry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Henry looked around the corner after her walking away. So, like, he was peering behind the corner and she had wa walked down that hallway. So, question two. Was Henry checking her out? Hmm, interesting. Now, I will say that Henry does seem to be obnoxiously obsessed with Margot. So my guess would be no. You know what I mean? He does seem to, uh, yeah, even when Margot didn't like him in, what, uh, uh, Offworlder? Yeah, he was still obsessed with her. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he is checking her out, in my opinion. But right into the show, maybe you think all men are dogs, and Henry was just, you know, trying to get a little glance at her butt. Like I explained about going to the mall with my high school friend, Dan. So, <laughs> which I'm sure he appreciates that. Actually, he'd probably just laugh and be like, yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't think he is, but maybe you'd think differently. Right into the show at jeffreadshisbook.com. You can go there. You can find an email address there. It is jeff at rainbow-100.com. Or you can find my Mastodon account there at jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. You notice how two of them say rainbow-100.com at the end? Yeah, well, make a note, all right there, jackass? Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. That's right. That's the easiest way to find me, I think. Maybe? Yeah, let's say it is, huh? Who cares? Yeah, so... That's all that's been going on uh, with this book. I hope you guys enjoyed that chapter. This is the second one I've recorded this this day. It sounded weird, right? This afternoon. That's better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's about three. Uh, I believe the lovely Laura and I are going to go on a bike ride soon. That'll be a hoot. I do like bike rides. Uh, and, uh, you know, it poured earlier, but I think it's going to be nice when we go outside. That'll be fun. So uh, I hope you guys are staying cool and safe and active. And until next time, keep on reading.